German shepherd type dog walked by. Mm-hmm. Like just a beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. And like her head turned and like followed him. <laughs> and they they put him in a kennel and she could still see him. And the whole time she just like looked at him. And that then I could a... I could finish like blow drying her. I, I was like, it. she's either scared or in love. Doom, 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 boom. Let's snooze, snooze, boom. Let's snooze. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are and going to boop. Boop, 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 boop. Yes. Booping alive. Booping boop. alive. Booping alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know I went disco there for some reason. It's disco week. But before we boopin' alive, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting us at Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting a Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. And tune so- in next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Boop. goodness. My goodness, I've got some. Yes, we've got some stories. We've got stories. We've got stories. We've got stories this week. Yes, and then we're going to talk about dogs recognizing other breeds and recognizing their own breeds if they have an affinity. Very interesting. Yeah. So, what's been going on with Millhouse? Millhouse is Mister Grumpy Pants. Oh no. He is growly. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah? At who? Yeah. At Ralph. Really? Yes. Have they had fights? They've had one fight. Yeah. Over a piece of lettuce. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> 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 but they were also fasting. Oh. So I wonder if that kind of played into it. Ralph, yeah. um, you know like the dog that he is (laughs) jumped on the counter grabbed a bunch of lettuce leaves and there was they were just all over the floor oh my god picked them up and we thought we were good but there was like a tiny teeny tiny piece left on the floor and that did it they started fighting oh my god! so we did the wheelbarrow like we didn't panic we were just like okay 
Yeah. I grab, I think I grabbed Millhouse. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend grabbed Ralph and then that was it. And then that was fine. Did yeah. you separate them for a bit? Did yeah. Did you crate them or anything? Yeah. Okay. I put Ralph in his crate because he's like the instigator. Yeah. Like Millhouse will growl and Ralph will be like, hmm? <laughs> in What's his face. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd keep going back, right? Mm-hmm. So I put Ralph in his crate and then I was holding Mills and every time he would like look at Ralph, I'd be like, no, <laughs> like stop looking at him. <laughs> don't um, even look at each other. Don't look at him. <laughs> <laughs> that is not allowed. Mm-hmm. But he's been like growly this week. It's been like a few days now where like I'm sitting on the chair and I'm just reading and Ralph will come up to me and Milhouse will like come up to me quickly and be he'll just be like mm. or so like he, Milhouse so is guarding the, you? I think maybe or like we're at the dinner table and Milhouse is under the table and Ralph will come close and he'll start like growling mm. or Ralph is near the gate where the so kitchen ha- is and then he'll go right at Ralph and like start growling but it's not like growling showing teeth it's just like a like a warning growl or a light growl like a light growl hmm. <laughs> Ralph just doesn't know where to go like yeah. he's just like I'm gonna go here oh no I'm gonna go here so what are you doing to Milhouse when this happens we say like no like we grab him and we're like no <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, I just don't want Ralph to feel like he just can't be anywhere. Well, yeah, exactly. And nothing should be guarded. No. Even you. Even you. Yeah. Especially, especially you. And especially yeah. tiny pieces of lettuce on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a tough one. Like, especially if you've been doing that all week. Are you mm-hmm. giving, like, are you giving, like, an unpleasant, like, feeling of some kind like are you grabbing them yeah or is it just a no a no and like a bit of a smack (laughs) okay yeah um and then we kind of just like push them like no yeah this is not your territory like under the table or beside me well I would keep up with that to give Ralph enough attention yeah and then other times he's fine so I don't understand do you let him stay where he is under the table or do you force him to move and go somewhere else? We force him to move, but then he'll come back and then he's okay. And then he'll like lie down on the icy vent beside the table. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know what to do with him. Well, I guess like the first thing that you can do is don't let him approach you when, when, Ralph's coming over. So let's say you're sitting on the couch reading and Ralph comes over to you and then you see Milhouse beeline in it for you. Say to Mil- to Milhouse, n- Milhouse no mm-hmm. and send him to place instead and then make him watch you give all the love and attention to Ralph. And okay. then, and if he stays there in place, then you tell Ralph to buzz off or whatever and you, then you call Milhouse over and reward him with a scritchy, scritchy doodle-doos. <laughs> okay i'll try that try that and then the same thing if you guys are at the table and he's like underneath maybe don't Mm -hmm. even let him be there to begin with yeah try putting him in somewhere else and then like if stuff happens just see how it goes but 
It was easy when it was like just Ralph because Ralph would lie down like his usual spot is right under my chair. Okay. Probably because I'm the messy one. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's like they're both there and then it's like they play and we're like, now. (laughs) Now. They grab your leg. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mon dieu. Oh, mon dieu. I did some walk training with both of them. Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, separately so we went for a walk I went for a walk with each of them mm-hmm. and it's going well yeah yeah well that's I find good. like Millhouse is pretty smart <laughs> yeah catches on pretty quickly yeah Ralph is just unpredictable in like, what sense if he, des- if he decides like he- he'll be healing beside me looking at me doing all like the right things yeah. And then I'm walking and then all of a sudden he'll see like something on the ground that he wants to go get and then he'll just like beeline for it. So are you watching him when you're walking? Yeah. But sometimes like I don't know. Like I'm not like I guess I'm not. <laughs> or you don't or you don't see him because like usually it's like ears go up. It's like if you're watching the body language yeah. and it mainly ears. Because if you're walking, they should be, like, down at his side and he should just be focused mm-hmm. on what you're doing. So the second you see, like, even if it's a blowing leaf across the way and you yeah. see the ears pop up, give him a little pop on the chain. Uh-uh. Yeah. And keep him focused on what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I find, like, that's hard to, like, watch him constantly. It is. It's It can be tough. It's like a tripping hazard. <laughs> yes. You kind of have to be looking down, like, at them, but, like, also yeah. watching where you're going. Yeah. But it's bugger. going pretty well. It is going... Do you know what? I, I have to say I'm pretty proud of my two on leash. Yay. Like, they've done pretty well. They Like, I need the, like, the prong for sure, but the prong is all I need to walk yeah. them. Like, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but when we go for a walk, like, down our street to go to different areas or whatever when we go down one way there's this house where it has like a side yard so their side side yard is facing like the sidewalk and there's some vines and stuff like that on the fence but some parts of it are see-through as well but I was walking them one day and we're walking along doing our own thing and it even scared the crap out of me and I think I even screamed and because there's a little tiny dog that lives there and it was like we're like walking, 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 walking. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> scared the crap out of me because I didn't even see him there because he was like, I guess, covered by the vines, but then just popped out and like bark attack mode. <laughs> and my dogs didn't even react. Like they, they looked awesome. over like, like really quick, but like, like, it was if. like, no, yeah, they didn't say anything. They didn't pull. They didn't want to go and look or nothing. It was like a quick look. And it was like, okay, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. And I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I have I have to say they're pretty good on leash. However, <laughs> however, folks, um, we have been having a very difficult time with Lou. So there's like a couple of things like I wanted to mention. Like I wanted to just like first talk about, you know, like rescuing a dog or having a dog that isn't known to you or a dog that comes with a history and if you don't necessarily know what you're getting into you might not be doing the right things to set you and the dog up for success and I think that's what happened with Lou 
and ourselves. So mm-hmm. um, we Because you adopted... didn't really get any information, right? Not like a ton. Not a ton. So that's hard. Yeah. And maybe next time, like, I'll ask more questions and stuff. But I thought, here I am. I've, thank goodness, have this close friend who's a dog trainer and knows what she's doing. And I'll talk a, bit, a little bit more about that later on. But um, I thought I could handle whatever was coming my way. And whenever you want another dog and you're dog shopping and you're in a I'm going to get a dog situation, it's like you rationalize things in your head. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We're learning a lesson right now, but it's, I feel like we have it under control and we're going in the right direction. But anyways, all that to say, um, so I had two dogs before, Gibbon, a Weimaraner, which we had since a pup and like I did all the training and everything and I would, I consistently call him my perfectly trained gentleman. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say he's perfect, but I mean like he's damn near closed people. (laughs) My (laughs) Mr. Gibbons. Um, and then we had Becky, who who Becky was, like, a very good dog as well and, like, fit in with the family. And we were having, like, next to no issues. Like, but, however, Becky passed away, uh, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. And I had called the breeder from which we got Gibbon because my family wanted another Weimaraner. And I was like, yes, let's do it. So I called them task when they were doing pups um, January of last year. And they said, like, in the summer at that point. And I was like, oh, that's perfect because my husband has a te- is a teacher and has the summers off. Um, but um, I said, if you get any returns, let me know. So the breeder called me back three days later and said Gibbon's cousin had been returned to them. I think I mentioned this on a couple of other shows when I was getting Lou, especially last year and stuff like that. But um, so Lou's mom and Gibbon's mom were um, sisters. So they are legitimate cousins. <laughs> and Lou was in the, the litter right before him. So they're both the exact same age and everything. And like, the one thing that I will say is that they and this will fit in well with what you're going to chat about later, Vero, but it like there was never a problem between the two of them. And it's almost like they know like their family. Yeah, or, I don't know what it is like. Well, Vero can tell us later. <laughs> but <laughs> Um, one thing that I will say was that there was never an issue between the two dogs. There was never a fight. There was never an anything. Gibbon has been so patient and kind and and, and loving to her. But um, we suspect when we got her. So the information that I did get about her is that she was in a crate, but would escape the crate sometimes and might hurt, like hurt herself in doing so. Um, and they told us that they, I think they had tried to breed her at one point and they just said that um, the family had divorced. So one of the family members had taken this dog and couldn't handle the dog on their own. So when we got Lou, she was overweight, very clumsy. And I would like now looking back <laughs> on it, say like a nervous dog. And we got yeah. to know just how nervous she was. But anyways, so here she comes to our family and we didn't crate her at first because like it was, I didn't want a dog that was, that would try to escape the crate. And I was going to see how she does with the just our Gibbon because we didn't crate Gibbon. We don't crate Gibbon either, but we did when he was a pup, but we graduated him from it and we can leave Gibbon out and he doesn't get in like literally nothing, like not a garbage, not a nothing, nothing 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 and no accidents or anything like that so when we got Lou we were like well we're just gonna try leaving her out and hope for the best but she would destroy things but like 
like if you left a door open to the bathroom she would get tissue out of the like garbage can and stuff like that and um but then like as we continued having Lou um she was a big time counter surfer like so when she got comfortable then the counter surfing started like big time and I mean like you turn your back for one second and this dog is all over the counter so she's eaten like casserole she's eaten meat she's eaten like stuff that's thawing in the sink too like she's got like a crazy reach as well (laughs) and yeah anyway so we were just like a little bit more careful about that and then like I had talked about like well maybe we need to crater but like then she would do really well for a while but she's never gone a straight week I don't think without something like whether it's like a pencil crayon or something like even if it's something like that's not a big deal like again like tissue out of the garbage can like big deal you pick it up it's not like she's chewing through couches and stuff Mm -hmm. so I had mentioned like on the show like a few weeks back or whatever that this one morning my husband and I had had this miscommunication she had been not feeling great throughout the night and had vomited so I'm the first one out of the house in the morning and my husband texted me and said oh she's still vomiting and uh, didn't eat her breakfast so we're able to close off like with the doors in our house like this back area where there's a kitchen and like a living room sort of area where the and with a patio door and then we have a front living room area with nicer furniture so I said to my husband put her in the back um so she doesn't like ruin the good couches or whatever and I never in a million years thought that he would separate her from her other dog but he did and uh, and again I'm not blaming it on my husband because this is where it was like an eye-opener that we have a very anxious dog (laughs) because she destroyed the door that separated her from from Gibbon our other dog like like unreparable like door damage like yeah. she just clawed the crap out of it you can use the picture <laughs> barrel for this episode oh, yes. if you'd like <laughs> yes and um then she's incredibly attached to my husband and over the past month my husband went away on two trips like four to five days long so I don't know if it was that but it was like frequent like daily accidents in the house where she's peeing in the same spot like which is right by the patio door sometimes if she'd been out like several times like like we let her out twice in the morning my dad comes to walk her again the kids are home early from school half of the time and every time like one of those person those people come they get outside and then still having accidents so and it's not a health issue because it's not like she's like frequently going outside it's not like a uti or anything this is clearly mm-hmm. a behavioral like issue and then um what sort of like we've been trying like different things and stuff like that and then we're trying to be vigilant about closing doors and doing all this stuff and like keeping an eye on her and blah 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 and it's just like it just felt like we were putting too much effort into having change like our lifestyle rather than like address like the dog's behavior and yeah. I, I was like so the other day we came home and my son was super upset because he almost took out her entire pc computer in his room because <laughs> i think what she was trying to do was grab his headset because i'm sure that smells like him and she because she wanted to take it into our room and when she was like pulling it it dragged other oh. things so it, it took his microphone off it almost took like the entire computer off the desk like it was close so thank freaking god she didn't do that much damage and but even at that like my my son was really upset and there's just like no excusing 
the fact that this dog has issues like at this point. Mm -hmm. And so that everything sort of came to a head last week. And I was like, okay, there's no postponing it. Like we need to create this dog, number one. And number two, is this the right dog for us? Because if she's damaging the house like this much, like, and, and I just, so I talked about possibly returning her to the breeder and both my husband and I were very emotional about that because obviously like you grow to love this dog and I suspect she was potentially even abused like in the last like home that she was in just mm -hmm. some of the behavior and stuff but you can just see that she's anxious like and I could tell that it's all this like nervous pent-up energy and I was like do I have the time to invest in like that like to do this whole separation anxiety thing because it's a lot of work that's like a whole different kettle of fish this isn't just straightforward training or her like adjusting to our family rules and stuff like that there's a lot of more intensive work that has to go into this yeah so this is when I called uh, my friend the uh, canines in the capital and had a session with her uh, to just see where we're at with Lou and what we can do with the crate. So I brought a crate, I brought it into the room. I called Mish that day and she said, this isn't something that I can tell you like in five minutes over the phone, like we're gonna have to get together and come up with like a plan for this dog. But she told me some things to do like on the phone. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, she's in the room right now and I'm holding her accountable to stay yes. in place. But, um, and just starting kind of like from scratch with her because what's happening with her is there's just way too much stem stimulus there's stimulus from the other dog there's stimulus from our kids there's stimulus and she's just like even when I was trying to like sh I trained her how to go to place and stuff but it was so difficult because like with other dogs it's like they sort of sit there and stare at you and might not understand and you have to lead them using the leash and stuff but with her she'd be like she starts to predict and she's like, oh, do you want me to stand here? Do you want me to come over here? Do you want, do you want me to come close to you? Do you want me to lay down? Do you want me to give you a pot? And she just keeps like doing everything. And the way um, Mish describes it is trying to do surgery on a roller coaster. Like it's mm -hmm. just like you know, so much anxiousness, so much stimulus, so much everything. And you're trying to get her to focus and it's just like not happening. So the plan is for the next couple of weeks and so the first thing that I just want to say before I move on from that actually is if you find yourself in a situation where the work is way more than you had bargained for with a dog and the best thing is for you to return them like don't feel bad about that because it happens and a lot mm -hmm. of dogs get returned all the time and they may be able to find a way more calm or like less stimulus like in my case like family but it does feel horrible and it felt particularly horrible and that's why my husband and I were emotional about it is that here I am like you know with this dog podcast and with like people and having ex somewhat of an experience of training like a dog like I'm, I'm yeah you know I've got some experience in the game and it just felt so embarrassing and I felt so horrible and I felt so horrible doing this to a dog and I just felt so guilty about like the whole thing so, but then it's not better if she's not in the right environment, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm st still willing to do my due diligence and work with her. But yeah. But yeah. And then yeah. are you also like not paying as much attention to her? Like I know she really, really likes your husband. Is he yes. just like not giving her attention unless she's like calm? Yeah, well, that's where we're going next. So like, so the next part of this is the day that I spent with canines in the capital. 
just getting her like slowly. So what we're doing is a detox. So for the next couple of weeks, at least probably longer, nobody is giving this dog attention or the time of day. So the kids don't feed her or anything. It's going to be me as the primary dog person. Mm -hmm. So to be feeding her, to be letting her out and that kind of stuff. And if it's not me, then it's my husband, but nobody else. Cause that was one thing too, that I think the evenings were kind of unpredictable for us. So it's like, like eat, like, like, okay, Ronan gets home, lets her out. Then Maddox gets home 20 minutes later and then lets her out again. And then like, my husband and I get home and let her out again, or maybe we assumed somebody else let her out. So then we don't let her out. And then she has dinner and then we let them out again. And then later on, if a kid comes down for a snack, they might let them out. And so it's just like too much stimulus. You see how that's like adding to her. Yeah. So again, like, so we took the kids right out of the equation. So I came home and I was like, nobody addresses or does anything with this dog until I say so. Is it the same with Gibbon so that she doesn't see? No. So I I asked about that and no, they're allowed to give Gibbon attention and he's allowed up on the couch, but for, it's going to be a detox for her as in like no petting, like no affection whatsoever. Nobody. She's not allowed up on the couch so that we don't confuse that or anything like that. So she's laying in place, calm, and we're just getting Mm -hmm. her to have a quiet evening and lay there calm and just like rest and get like just let that out you know good learn how to just be like just be and then the other part to this is we started with the crate training so she'll go into the crate on her own we close the door to um when we were with um when i was working with mish from canines in the capital we put her in the crate she does great when we're there you just like ignore her and like leave her on her own but when we left she is singing the song of her people let me tell you but it's it's okay we're in a single family home so like there's like and neighbors Mm -hmm. are gone for the day so I don't think she's going to bother anyone and she's going to learn pretty quick that the singing the song of her people does not get her (laughs) anywhere yeah like no house yeah (laughs) and and that's what we got to do oh there's a there's one barking downstairs that's the that's the gibbs but that was the other thing that i was worried about too like so should we start putting and it was interesting as soon as i put the crate out gibbon went in there like all on his own he's like Uh, oh yes this thing okay sure and i tried even using like the old command with him like kennel up and he walked right in there and like laid down so like he he remembers and as you can hear, like, he's very, I didn't want to have her in a crate and then him barking nonstop out the window. Yeah. And Mish from Canines in the Capitol said putting him in a crate too might help him relax a bit too. Like, oh God, I don't have to bark at all those people walking by the house every day, you know, like, and yeah. he's probably, and then it might help set a good example for her too, but stay tuned. I'll let you know how it's going. But anyways, we're going to crate them both where you have like more of a rigid schedule of times that they are going out. And um, I'm even changing some of the command words because my command words were kind of all over the place. I never did the marker thing properly because I Mm -hmm. didn't fully understand it at the time, but now I've got it with Lou and I think with Gibbon, it will just follow like a lot easier too. And anyways, I feel like we're on a better track. I'm hand feeding her all of her meals we practiced again tonight. She's doing very well. 
and hopefully we can get this like back on track. So I'm confident. And after working with, so this is the second part that I wanted to say is that if you are having issues with a dog, like either that you've already trained and just like old sneakily behaviors are starting to get the best of you again, it is invaluable spending just a quick session with a dog, tra- a professional dog trainer that knows mm-hmm. what they're doing and can help get you back on track where you've have an enjoyable relationship with your dog rather than a stressful one. And I feel like I'm in a much better place now. I feel like I'm like more in control. I'm not like they, like I know not to set my ex- expectations super high either and to just work it and see how it goes. But anyways, yeah. I feel much better. So Highly recommend if you're having issues of any kind to just touch base and have another quick refresher. It's good for you. It's good for the dog. It helps you like gain your sanity back again and be like, okay, I'm not like a total failure. (laughs) You are not a failure. And it's reaching out to people that have experience with it too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, And know exactly what to do and can help you on the spot, like live in the moment, just brush up and and make your training a bit tighter and effective and anyways so stay tuned to see how this bad girl does how this bad girl (laughs) comes along and not even a bad girl a poor a poor scared like anxious girl like let's let's just deflate her a little bit yeah it can't get worse right with what you're doing it's just gonna get better Well, I think so. Like, I think even just that already that she's accustomed to the crate, if we can get her to a point where she doesn't feel like she needs to sing when she goes in there, then we'll be, Mm -hmm. we're like at step one. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You can do it, Lou. You can do it. You can do it. Yes, you can do it. (laughs) I know like Millhouse, when we first got him, we had him separated from Ralph. Mm Mm-hmm in their crates and it was just like it had been I don't know like a couple of months and Mm -hmm. he was still just whining and whining and like I would leave for work and I could hear him still yeah it's just like when is he when does he stop yeah and then we ended up moving him beside Ralph and he still does it once in a while Mm -hmm. but it's so much better yeah so I think that's gonna help if Gibbon is right beside her. Yeah. Her brosen. <laughs> yes. A little broski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little broski doodle doo. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be good. I'm I'm confident. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it, that's for sure. Good. Yes. Good. All right. So my boyfriend's sister said something the other day. She said that Mochi really, really likes other golden retrievers. And Mochi now has a new best friend. Ralph is like extra jealous, but her name is Winter. She's a golden retriever. There's like stories on Instagram of Mochi and Winter all the time. And they're just so cute. And you can just see Mochi just really, really loves this dog. I was like, oh, maybe it's because like she grew up with Ralph. Yes. And I'm sure that Ralph, like, if he sees another Samoid, he would just go like cuckoo. Yeah, so Mochi is Ralph's Samoid cousin, by the way. BT yes. Dubs for anyone tuning in for the first time. And but that's so when, cute. I know. And when we got Ralph as a puppy, 
Um, my boyfriend would drive him to Mochi's place every day and then pick him up after work. So they really grew up together. Yeah. Um, so do dogs recognize other breeds? So yes, they do. Um, it says here, like, if you've ever noticed that your dog seems to behave differently around other dogs, depending on the breed, you're not alone. Um, so they can recognize other breeds through scents, but also if, so like Ralph might recognize his own breed if he kind of grew up with golden retrievers. So it also depends like if like they, I think in the, in the article, it says like if a Chihuahua grew up with a pug, Mm-hmm. then the chihuahua will be able to recognize any pug that like walks by but oh, may okay. not be able to recognize like oh like a golden retriever is different from like a lab oh. or yeah a beagle you know yeah yeah but they'll recognize the pug um so that's kind of i guess that makes a lot of sense <laughs> so like says if here, you dropped mochi into like a big dog park she's going to probably like 10 10 towards the golden retrievers yes oh my god that's cute that, and probably because they're the cutest <laughs> <laughs> um it says here recognize other dogs by their scent mm-hmm. so of course um mm-hmm. and however they also rely on visual cues to identify different dog breeds so i don't know if they can like really identify like oh this one's like <laughs> the same as this one so let's say you have a labrador mm-hmm. and a i don't know what looks like a labrador golden but like yeah a golden yeah. yeah um i don't know if they'll be able to say that tell the difference but it says here for example a small dog may look up to a large dog and think that's a big one <laughs> <laughs> and the other way around too mm-hmm. um Apparently, each dog breed has a unique scent. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, you know, I think we had an we had an episode about this, and I think it's like the Jacobs Oregon, I might be wrong. Oh, in their nose. In their nose. Smell... I remember you saying something like this, yes. Yeah, when they smell like other dogs behind, they get so much information. Yes. <laughs> like you're this old and you have this disease and you're also a golden retriever <laughs> do you think though they probably can't tell the like breed like do you think they're like like when they step into the dog park like do you think they're like there are three golden retrievers here i know that for sure but i'm not sure about all the other ones <laughs> like do you think they i can, don't like... know because it says here every dog breed has its own scent but then how is that possible? Yeah, like I wonder like if like so let's say Mochi who grew up with Ralph the golden retriever maybe she can smell other golden retrievers so it's like oh yes i know that smell mm-hmm. that means a goldie bo peep <laughs> <laughs> and then she might not be as interested in the other ones yeah i wonder if that's it and then i'm sure she could pick Ralph like she would probably be like Ralph's here where is he? Where's Ralph? Yeah. Because I went to Hazel's today to cut her nails. 
Oh, yeah. And when I came back, Ralph knew. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph knew where I was. (laughs) So maybe I'll have to do a little bit more research on this because. Yes. Can they smell the like genetic code? I was reading another article too about like recognizing other dogs and, you know, sometimes like I even see it with Ralph sometimes like not being interested in some dogs. Yeah. Like he'll greet them, but then they'll just be like, "Mm, okay. We're kind of like that too as humans. Yeah. Where it's like, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I always wonder what it is about a particular dog, like, especially, like, from being at the dog parks before and stuff like that. Uh, Like, why do you, you want nothing to do with that one, but you're, like, totally Mm -hmm. fine playing with, like, this one, and there is no rhyme or reason to it, except sometimes, and I think we talked about, like, you know, that, like, there's breed racism with certain dogs, like, for whatever reason, Gibbon does not like boxers. Yeah. Like, does not. Maybe that's he can't well read not. them. I wonder if yeah. that's why. Mm-hmm. And probably it has something to do with like body language and, and that too, or like the look of their face maybe or something. Cause like, but yeah, he, uh, smooshy face, smooshy face. Ralph really, really likes, I think it's border collies. Oh yeah. When we go to Bruce Pitt and there is a border collie, we will mm-hmm. lose Ralph. Really? He will follow that border collie. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's what happened it? a couple of times. I wonder if he's still like that. We haven't been to Bruce for a while, but yeah. It's just weird. It is. It's so weird. I like and that's funny that you say that because like the breeder where Gibbon grew up, they also breed um collies, not border collies, but just like the collies. Like the lassie like looking the ones. There. Sheltie? Yeah, Shelties, yes. <gasps> Heidi that's like my new favorite dog I don't know is why. it yeah really? so really? where I work as a bather groomer yeah we had two that came in but I they were like the they were smaller mm-hmm. oh so cute and so sweet yeah <laughs> oh they were puppies yeah. Heidi's oh. like no they're not <laughs> <laughs> I don't not know my, why. Not my cup of dog fur, but yeah, <laughs> I, find I don't that know. Surprising, if I... is it just these two particular ones that melted your heart? Maybe it was the two like... particular ones that I was like, because they were like puppies, and I was like, oh, like, sweethearts, ultimate sweethearts. Yeah. By the way, like ever since Vero got this job as a groomer, like every weekend I just get photos of dogs from <laughs> in, the, in the bathtub, and it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. I love it. <laughs> I sneak out my phone. I love it. All these yeah. sad dogs in the in the tub. Mm, I'm I having know. a bath. Mm, I'm I having a take bath. A bath. I don't want to take a bath. <laughs> but but anyways, so I so where Gibbon grew up, they bred those as well. So I wonder if he's like, but I've never I don't I can't remember ever seeing like a Sheltie or a Lassie around and like what he thinks of them. But I wonder like he must be used to the smell of the breed. Number one. Yeah. And number two, I wonder what he would do if he saw one, but I can't even think or remember him seeing one or running into one before. There's none in our neighborhood either. Yes. I don't know. Like, I think they're, I'm just looking them up again. 
Yeah. I I don't know anything about their temperament or what they're bred for or anything like that. Yeah. Are they a herder? I would think that they're a herder. I think dog. they're herders. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like the puppies that I'm just like Oh my god, are they cute? Like how big were they? They weren't very big. Oh my god, that would be cute. Like a puppy's cute, like kind of they're like not all puppies are like the cutest like classic like puppy looking cute like oh puppy i just think they have like really sweet eyes oh they do they're just like little eyes i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think i have a photo of the one that you sent me in the tub like that i was showing it to my mom i was like look at these photos i get and she was like oh my god Oh my god. <laughs> I was blow drying a golden retriever this weekend. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty good. But then when I got to the front, like she would try to like climb on top of me. Oh. Yeah. So that that wasn't really fun. No. <laughs> but then this like majestic black german shepherd type dog walked by Mm -hmm. like just a beautiful dog Mm -hmm. and like her head turned and like followed him (laughs) and they they put him in a kennel and she could still see him and the whole time she just like looked at him and then i could i could finish like blow drying her i was like she's either scared or in love (laughs) (laughs) Like, he looked like a wolf. Oh, my But, like, goodness. beautiful. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. And she was just like, hmm? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I was hanging out with my sister this past weekend, and a, a close friend of hers that lives relatively close to her has two uh, cane corsos. Cane corsos. <gasps> so, she's like, do you want to go see them? And I was like, um, yes. So, I went to go see these two beasts, speaking of Majestic. That's that's a that's a freaking big dog, man. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I guess I'd never seen one, like, super up close before. Like, I kind of have. But, like, holy moly, that is a big dog. And there was two of them. There's Tony and Yoda. <laughs> and like it, you know how like when there's two dogs and you pet one and the other one gets jealous and they try to nuzzle their way in yeah well these these ones like knock you like you have to like grab on for balance because like <laughs> they are they they're huge like i'm sure these ones were like 150 pounds each like insanely oh huge i have to say it is it's a lot of dog i might have to go to the gym before getting a dog like that to be able to wrangle yeah. it a pooch like that because holy moly I was kind of like <gasps> taken aback like but I would I like that's a challenge for later on but <laughs> not saying I'm fully Maybe. back back and down from it but that is a lot of dog <laughs> if I had to get another type of breed I don't know what I would get I kind of want to go for a big one but we might have to hang on to her our van, depending <laughs> depending on which one I decide to go with. Like I'm still Dane still isn't out of the picture yet. Great Dane. Yes. Mm. But I'll definitely start from pop with whether I get a Conan Corso or a Dane. Yes. But y'all's. 
Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll find out for me in like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Not thinking about that right now. No. No. Is that it for episode? I think so. I think it's a wrap. A wrap. A wrap. <laughs> but before we let our listeners go, make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boops Newts. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. Ralph and Millhouse eat Holy Raw every day, and they are very healthy, and I have nothing but great things to say about them. So we are very thankful to have them as a sponsor. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursday, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They're all, they also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram, at Stray Dog Brewing Co., and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. And everybody head with summer well on its way. Yes. Down for a brewski. Brewski. And make sure to tune in next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop.